and to belittle those of their enemies. The Incas told the Spaniards that it was they, the Incas, who had brought civilization to the region, and that their conquests were inspired and sanctioned by the gods. The truth, however, was otherwise. The Incas had actually been preceded by more than a thousand years of various kingdoms and empires. Inca oral history was thus a combination of facts, myths, religion, and propaganda. Even within the Inca elite, divided as they often were by different and competitive lineages, histories could vary. As a result, early Spanish chroniclers recorded more than fifty different variations of Inca history, depending upon whom they interviewed. The record of what actually occurred during the conquest is also skewed by the sheer disparity of what has come down to us. Although we now have perhaps thirty contemporaneous Spanish reports of various events that occurred during and within fifty years of the initial conquest, we have only three major native or half-native reports during the same period, Titu Cusi, Felipe Waman Poma de Ayala, and Garcilaso de la Vega. None of these three chronicles, however, were written by native authors who had personally witnessed any of the events during the critical first five years of the conquest. One of the earliest of these sources, in fact, a report dictated by the Inca emperor Titu Cusi to visiting Spaniards, dates from 1570, nearly forty years after the capture of his great-uncle, the Inca emperor Atahualpa. Thus, in trying to determine who did what and to whom, the modern writer encounters a historical record that is inevitably biased. On the one hand, we have a pile of Spanish letters and reports, and on the other, we have only three indigenous chronicles, with perhaps the most famous of them by Garcilaso de la Vega, written in Spain by a half-native writer who published his chronicle more than five decades after he'd left Peru. Of the Spanish records that have survived, there's a further barrier in trying to determine what happened. The Spaniards wrote most of their early reports in the form of documents called probanzas, or relaciones, which were largely written in an attempt to try and impress the Spanish king. The authors of these documents, often humble notaries temporarily turned conquistadors, were well aware of the fact that if their own exploits somehow stood out, then the king might grant them future favors, rewards, and perhaps even permanent pensions. The early writers of the Spanish conquest, therefore, were not attempting necessarily to describe events as they actually occurred, but were more inclined to write justifications and advertisements about themselves to the king. At the same time, they tended to downplay the efforts of their Spanish comrades. The latter were, after all, competitors for those self-same rewards. In addition, Spanish chroniclers often misunderstood or misinterpreted much of the native culture they encountered. 
while they simultaneously ignored and or downplayed the actions of the African and Central American slaves the Spaniards had brought along with them, as well as the influence of their native mistresses. Francisco Pizarro's younger brother Hernando, for example, wrote one of the first reports of the conquest, a sixteen-page letter to the Council of the Indies, which represented the king. In his letter, Hernando mentioned his own accomplishments repeatedly, while mentioning the exploits of only one other Spaniard among the 167 who accompanied him, those of his elder brother Francisco. Ironically, it was these first often self-serving versions of what had occurred in Peru that became instantaneous bestsellers in Europe when they were published.